Yeah. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Eric. This is Chase. Max. We're going to do another installment of Against the Grain. Chase, you brought up a subject that you would like to talk about. I'd like you to take off, my friend. Yeah, so uh, recently, uh, yesterday actually, uh, as a dead recording, uh, the uh, porn website Bang Bros uh, submitted a $10 million bid on the naming rights to Miami Stadium, uh, whose contract was up with with American Airlines, says here. Uh, And so now they are looking to get a new sponsor for the stadium to uh, rename the stadium uh, effectively. And so Bang Bros submitted their uh, bid uh, for $10 million and are looking to use that for 10 years of naming rights um, to name the venue Bang Bros Center or BBC. Uh, What do you guys think about that? I I don't think they should that it's it's just dumb. I don't know why uh, an adult porn site would think that their name should be on a like a public stadium. Yeah, for me, uh, I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, who who's gonna see that advertisement, right? That's yeah. a well, expensive everybody. advertisement. So the way I think about it is whoever's gonna see it, it should be. If you're an 18 plus website and you're trying to get an advertisement that big, it needs to be for people that are only going to be 18 and above, and that's impossible with a stadium like that. Is it for what sport is it for? Um, it's a football. It's a yeah. Oh, the my oh the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the stadium for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. Like a lot of people watch football. Football is a very popular sport. Like, you know, a lot of dads watch that stuff on Sunday nights. You know, so, you know, kids watching by or kids want to come watch a football game and they hear that name. Coming to you live on NFL TV from Bang Bros Center. Yeah, it, it's Susan. Why are you at the BBC? I love the BBC. The BBC is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there are clearly a lot of issues uh, surrounding this controversial bid. Um, but it's it looks to be uh basically a publicity stunt uh, because Bang Bros bid is for $10 million which has been pointed out by some people as a very low ball bid uh, in terms of sports stadium rights uh, because as an example the, the highest amount paid for naming rights uh, belongs to looks like the Scotiabank Arena which paid $800 million uh, in Canadian money for 20 years of naming rights. So clearly $10 million for 10 years is quite low. Uh, So it looks like Bang Bros is basically looking to just get their name out there, uh, get their brand out in the public eye, uh, and generate a little bit of goodwill with a public with a sense of humor. Okay, that's fair. We'll let them have it. This time. <laughs> this time. Uh, yeah. Along, so the, the tweet uh, from Bang Bros Official says, we've su- officially submitted our $10 million bid for the naming rights to the Mi- Miami Heat Arena. Oh, that's basketball. Oh, yeah. So this is basketball. We're all yeah. wrong. Uh, we wish to th- thank American Airlines for the past support of the Miami Heat. We intend to change the name to the Bang Bros Center, a.k.a. the BBC. Hashtag Bang Bros Cares. That's a publicity stunt. Yeah, it looks to be just some good fun, a little bit of goodwill. 
uh, from this porn website. Um, but yeah, people are not necessarily taking it very well. Uh, some people are, but uh, there are some people who are reacting in the typical way that you'll get whenever there's uh, some sort of controversial sexual content brought to light in the media. Um, you know, a little bit of outrage from the more, uh, I guess, they would say moral and ethical crowd. Ah, okay. I thought you were going to talk about like uh, churchgoers who are like, I do not want my little son, daughter. Living. I don't think anybody in the right mind would want their son or daughter to see. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they would be, you know, more outraged to like go. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's you nope. can't compare that, no, because everybody has this stigma towards porn and sex. So you're going to get that reaction from an atheist or a Christian. They're still not going to want their kids watching porn. That's, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, deeply held societal belief or societal uh, standpoint, especially in the United States, um, where there's a lot of, uh, you know, stigma against porn, especially when, you know, teenagers are watching porn. People don't. They are. They're oh. still doing that. Yeah. Jeez. P- people, How uh, are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. People will that? sometimes not, you know, be all on board for that. But of course, most people did it themselves at that age so yeah what are you gonna do you can't stop them if they're, if they're not doing that they're probably putting it in like a watermelon or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that it that it eric yeah i think that's the ticket really <laughs> microwave it first um <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh a lot of strange contradictions though on the topic of sex and uh advertising because we've uh we as a, a culture have a lot of sexual advertising already out there you know um hardy's carl's jr uh advertising their fast food with models in their underwear eating the burger uh you don't eat your burgers in your underwear Jay? uh that's that's the way i prefer to eat my burger that's <laughs> private information sir <laughs> but the point being that they're riding off the entire concept that sex sells um what do you guys think about that first off people still eat at hardy's and carl's jr <laughs> like seriously well that just shows how I, thought, I thought that was the name of the like the, the star's son was carl's jr that's what i thought he meant but i don't know i've never heard of that place no yeah exactly that's what i'm saying that's hilarious i thought that was a little fucking joke in there <laughs> no, no 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 those those are real restaurants jesus all right Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's just what I'm saying. Like, you got to get the up somehow, I guess, from, like, anybody. Yeah, but I guess. I guess if it... I don't necessarily like how it still works in today's society, given that there's, you know, people with you know, louder voices now and can speak their mind, and there's still advertisements with half-naked ladies on it to sell a cheeseburger. That, to me, sounds like we're not really progressing as fast as we should be as a society when it comes to standards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Logical point, I guess. Um, but with that being said, I mean, it always makes me hungry, I guess. I always to look at half-naked girls? No. <laughs> the cheeseburger, man. When it's a food commercial, I don't care what else is going on. It's the food. Well, exactly, but, you know, I mean... Yeah, the entire concept is to essentially cram a couple of things that elicit an immediate good reaction in your brain. You know, 
if somebody who's attracted to women sees a hot woman on the TV, that's going to make them feel good. And if they see food that they think looks tasty, that's going to make them feel good. It's all about associating all of those good feelings with that uh, food chain mm-hmm. and getting that just subconsciously in the mind of the audience. Yeah. Makes me I, horny and hungry. I don't know. I don't ever... I don't ever think about that. I don't. You don't think that's a thing? Well, no, I don't think it's not a thing. I'm just saying it doesn't affect me at all. You know, seeing a naked lady with a cheeseburger. Like, if it looks like a good burger, I'm like, I'm looking for bacon in this shit, man. Right. I think... Like, I don't I'm not looking for that woman. I'm looking to see if it's a bacon cheeseburger. It got any bacon in it. That's all I care about. You're a, you're a bacon cheeseburger man? Yeah, I'm I'm bacon on anything, you know? If they show me a burger, I'm going to want bacon on it. Really? I don't care about the chicken. So what did you do before people made bacon cool? Well, I, bacon was always cool, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Or was it that, like... 2013, 2014 era, where everybody's like, bacon, 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 bacon. That was a Dude, thing. how did you eat a cheeseburger in 2007? Did you just eat it, or did you tell your parents, I want a goddamn bacon? Well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, you know, if you have bacon with your eggs, it's cool. I'm not saying that. What? You can't flip from burgers to eggs? Well, I'm that's not what I'm saying. Burgers. I'm saying bacon with anything. Right. But what did you do? Before, it was like a thing that you needed to put on a burger. Now you're just classical conditioned to want bacon for everything. Explain that to me. So, Dude, I just like Who bacon. hurt you? <laughs> uh, I just like bacon on shit, man. Uh, I'm going to interject here a little bit uh, and dispute the claim that bacon is only recently popular. Um, because the history of bacon, uh, it was actually invented in 1500 B.C., are you are you are you actually thinking that I thought bacon was just invented? <laughs> Did you think that's what I meant by that? No, I'm not saying you thought it was Jesus. only just invented. Dude, they never ripped off pigs before. <laughs> no, dude, I'm just saying. Fucking, it, it became popular as of late, especially with our people our age, because it was just a thing to make popular, and I I, I will stand by that till the day I die. <laughs> Bacon wasn't that popular in 2006 when you're all watching Spongebob and eating gushers for breakfast. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, my point being <laughs> that it is my uh, belief that bacon uh, will have been always popular since it wasn't then. Um, but I do agree with you in the, in the fact that it became uh, media popularized, uh, you know, that 2007 to 2011 or something era or age of... Uh, when internet culture started becoming more mainstream and there was a lot of popularization of, I guess, sort of random things. I know bacon was one. Uh, mustaches were a popular uh, aesthetic and uh, just random humor involving potatoes. It was uh, it was quite a time for comedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it was dry, man. So so very random. So bacon. Yes. Why do we love it? Just it tastes, tastes good. Genuinely, you guys think it tastes amazing? Yes. I don't th- okay, I don't think it tastes amazing, but I do enjoy bacon. 
I think it tastes amazing. I think it tastes literally good in anything. Like, all you have to tell me is that there's bacon in it. As long as it's not a freaking vegetable, I'm on that shit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Would you eat, uh, uh, like, bacon ice cream? Who the fuck would want bacon ice cream? Uh, Denny's actually makes no. maple bacon shakes. No. That is real. Don't fucking tell That is a real thing. No. Dude, you live and breathe Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, I meant like, not like in a weird sense. I'm saying like you love Baconators. And stuff. Oh my God. He loves Baconators. It makes sense now. Yeah. Bacon obsessed <laughs> whore. <laughs> Dude, how can you like something so much that you need it on everything? This has become more of an addiction. Yeah, it is. It's like one of my only addictions. My strange addiction. To be fair, though, the Baconator is a tasty burger. It is a freaking tasty burger. Because uh, sometimes I have to get the Son of Baconator because the taste of the Baconator is just too awesome. <laughs> did you guys ever try the Flamethrower from um, Dairy Queen? No. I did not. That's I don't usually good. go to Dairy Queen for their burgers. Oh. Uh, gotta be honest, I'm a little bit of a little bitch when it comes to hot food, so I kind of stay away from that unless we're... No, you should... You're doing the right thing. <laughs> Eric, tell us the story of the other night. So, Thursday night, Buffalo Wild Wings. 70 cent special, whatever the hell it is. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. We went there to enjoy some cheap wings, and your boy, Eric, decided to get blazing Hot, the hottest wing that I've ever had. Uh, I ate five or six of them. You ate three at first. Like, at the restaurant. Yeah, but all together, five or six? Yeah, five or six. And then when I uh, relieved myself this morning, I almost died. Yep. (laughs) I almost died. (laughs) My ass was on fire. I felt like that one girl who sings this girl's on my fire. (laughs) But my asshole... (laughs) Dude, it burned so bad. I've never experienced that pain in my life. I had, I like was crippled for like four hours afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought about like dumping a jar of milk right in the area of operation. That's how bad it felt. <laughs> but I don't have any milk, so I settled for ice cream. Oh come on, guys! Now when I'm telling a story, no, it's just showing me the maple <laughs> bacon sundae. But anyway, that's my TED talk. Your TED talk. Yeah. Uh, just a clarifying question. Uh, was the ice cream a joke? Or were you serious? Oh, so you did hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, maybe I don't want to say. No, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I did, I did however, uh, put really cold water on the paper of which I wiped my rear end with. And it very much helped. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Tell me about your guys' last night. I don't think that's entirely relevant. I mean, it, it was just school. Oh, really. my fucking bad, dude. You can lie to us. <laughs> I, it was very interesting. I did a lot of very interesting things, and I'm a very interesting person. Please like me. Wow, that was boring. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Maxwell, what did you do? Did you have a hot wing? I did have a hot wing. It sucked. I literally felt like it liquefied my tongue. Yeah? It's that hot. But, you know, just couple glasses of milk later. I personally was not with the boys last night, but the last time I was with the boys and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, there was a little bit of hot, hot blazing sauce 
uh, in a cup that we were dipping our wings into. And let me say, I did not take that well. Uh, that was rough. Mouth and lips very much burning. Back of the throat, not having a good time. Honestly, it's life-changing. You find out a lot about yourself when you uh, partake within Blazing Wings. I think uh, I think I matured. I think I understand a lot of things in life now and why they happen. I'm just a humble guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my TED Talk. Another TED Talk. We are getting a lot of information right now. Um, but on the topic of advertising, I want to ask you guys about what you think of uh, in, in, insanely large brands putting out advertisements for their products. Um, you know, like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, uh, Walmart, McDonald's. Um, everybody clearly knows about these companies and their products. And so some people could be of the opinion that they don't need to advertise at all. Like, what do you guys think about that? Nope. There's always a new market. Yeah. Also, um, thinking from them, they started it. They started the advertising game. Why would they want to back out of something they're so involved with where they have so much control? You know, and also that's losing those spots, you know. They can afford all these commercials, Super Bowl ads, everything. The second you rip that out and other people come in, and control that market, then they're on the outside looking in, and they don't control it. They'll lose interest, they'll lose fame, won't be sponsorships anymore. It's just maintaining there's a level of success right now. Could you uh, could you explain the uh, aspect of in, of uh, the new market? Uh, who's who's the new market? Learning about Coca Cola, for example. The new market is just every every single kid who hasn't had pop yet. Or who hasn't had a soda. Or people being born, you know. They see the bright red colors, the white, Pepsi, red, white, and blue. It's America, man. But growing up, are they not going to be exposed to all of that anyway? With their family, well, their friends? No, not over time. That's the way, that's the way things happen, man. Uh, things become irrelevant. Like, I don't think I've seen an Apple commercial in some time. Just because I've been, you know, off of TV and, and then... Hulu and stuff with advertisements when you're on Netflix and you're on your phone and shit, you know, you don't really see a lot of these Coca-Cola ads or, or Apple ads or anything. So they become irrelevant. I haven't owned an Apple product my entire life and I haven't been exposed to much advertising. Coincidence, maybe. Or is it just me becoming a statistic? Although, um, you know, growing up, going to school, you of course will have seen a lot of people who did have Apple products. And that would... That in itself is advertising, though. Because they're wearing it outside. Yeah, so you could say you could say the same for food and beverage, like Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Like, people will, people around you will be uh, consumers of those products, and you're going to see that. But when it comes to McDonald's, who is uh, has a sponsorship with Coca-Cola or Pepsi or whatever, they get put into McDonald's cups. You don't see the Coca-Cola. It's just a tiny little thing at the bottom. Well, uh... Coca-Cola on its own, you know, cans. Like, people are going to see that. Yeah, but in a more of a social sense, yeah, so you're not always going to be, uh, your mind's not going to be more apt to pay attention. You're just going to be there for something else way different than just watching TV mindlessly and getting subliminal messages, you know? Yeah. 
Max, do you have any uh, thoughts on this particular matter? Not really. No. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of, one of the reasons I bring this up, uh, especially talking about Coca Cola, is that uh, there used to be uh, a, a drink that was the most popular drink in America. It was a soft drink, uh, a soda, that is very much off the radar now. Uh, this was uh, this pop was called Moxie. Uh, used to be incredibly popular early 1900s. Um, you know, everybody was drinking it, and they decided, yep, uh, everybody knows us. We're a staple of the American, uh, you know, beverage economy. Uh, we don't have to advertise anymore. And so they stopped. And, of course, n- very, very few people know what Moxie is. Is it because they stopped advertising? Uh, that That's what a lot of people believe. And I would be hmm. apt to believe that, too. Um, although... This was in, you know, 1906 or so, looking at the article here. Oh, you mean when everything was cheaper and there was less competition? You're right. (laughs) But there's also a a lot less mass advertising available. Radio. Everybody was on radio. That's true. You put Moxie on radio, you're selling cans like that. But if we're talking about the early 1900s as opposed to, you know, early 2000s when we grew up, um, early 1900s, you're not going to have, you know, every single fast food joint you see going to have their fountain drinks with a big old logo of the soda company. Uh, that you wouldn't really have that there. You wouldn't have any television commercials because it didn't exist yet. You would have a couple radio commercials. You'd uh, still have labels, like you said, having cans of Coca-Cola. People would still be walking around with cans of Moxie. Uh, that's that is true. Um, Although Coca-Cola, I know specifically, had glass bottles for a long time. And the bottles actually did not have very stark labeling. Like, they didn't have any paper labels on them until uh, until around a little bit after 1900. And they didn't have any sort of red in their branding until a while later after that. And so you could say, you could argue that, you know, just having the product out and about didn't really classify as mass advertising yet. Well, Coca-Cola still had it on their glass bottles. It still said Coca-Cola on it. Yeah. Which was a sense of advertising. Um, there wasn't too much competition. I think Coca-Cola started out as a uh, medicine with cocaine in it. Yes. And then, uh, so it wasn't really meant to be a soft drink at first anyway, so... People had already heard of it through, you know, medicinal purposes, but um, regardless of that, it still had the name on it, Coca-Cola, which I think all products do, unless it's a bootleg, you know? Yeah. So, regardless, I think it's still advertising, not to the platform you're talking about, yeah, so people are, for sure, it's different, but the name's still out there, the name's still going to be thrown at houses, going to be left in yards, going to be, people are going to see, oh, this is a Coke, or... Somebody drink. What are you drinking? Oh, it's a oh a Coke. You know, yeah. Newspaper. Yeah, newspaper. Yeah. So people are reading newspapers back then, right? Yeah. Put put the ad in there. Yeah, and then yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's like a, it's like a teleprompter from a TV. You know. Yeah. Everybody got it. That's where everybody got their news. They couldn't go online. That's where they got their information. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh also, 
uh, an argument to the credit of uh, believing that advertising needs to be constant. Um, back in the early 1900s, you know, there weren't that many sodas. There's probably like five or six. I Somebody can fact check me on that, but, you know, I'm certain that everybody knew of Coca-Cola and whichever other things there were. And it was just a staple of uh, how people interacted and how they, you know, dined and drank. So people were guaranteed to know back then. But nowadays, there are so many different brands and different varieties of every imaginable, you know, food or drink that advertising can be very important, especially for brands that aren't as big as Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Because if the advertisements aren't out there, there's going to be so much else overshadowing them. Right. <laughs> you all right there, Matt? I'm doing good. You're like freaking out over there, man. No. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. So what do we think? What do we think about soda, guys? A uh, little bit of a segue here. I know uh, time of recording. It is September. People have been uh, touting that it is supposed to be no soda September. Oh, is that a thing? Is that an actual thing? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh it is. my god! Why? Because water is healthier. For you. Dude, I don't care, dude. I love my soda. <laughs> also, I haven't heard a thing about this. Yeah. I'm 13 days in. <laughs> yeah, where... Uh, we where, all are. Where has this been posted? I... I don't know, man. The internet. A little bit on Twitter. A little bit on Reddit. God damn, dude. I guess they aren't very popular at all. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who started this? Bang Bros? <laughs> <laughs> uh, could very well be. I'm going to put money on the non-soda market. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, porn yes. and, 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 and environmental stuff. Did I talk to you guys about this uh, this new porn that Pornhub put out? It's called um, The Dirtiest Porn Ever. I have heard of this, yes. Yeah, it's about uh, uh, ocean cleanup awareness. That's the main part of the video, and then it goes into the, the gory stuff later. What do you guys think about that? Pornhub's doing their duty to keep the oceans clean. I think, personally, that it's a little dystopian. Um, like, a, a, as in that we are in the bad sci-fi future where, you know, there's garbage everywhere. And I think the fact that Pornhub made a video showcasing a bunch of garbage everywhere in a porn video that's it's so odd yeah but it's still it's still a sector of the market like people are going to get the advertising in whilst being involved with whatever's going on in the background which is sex and everybody loves sex so sex sells look at that sure sex sells donations Right there. Literally, this time, it's sex. Just sex. <laughs> How many times can I ever say sex? <laughs> sex. Another thing Pornhub does, I know, that is good for the environment. But I believe it's on Earth Day, where uh, every video that somebody watches... They plant a tree. Yeah, they plant a tree. Dude, that's a lot of trees. <laughs> yes, I sir. I, I do my duty every year with that. Yeah? Yeah, it's like free mark, free donated. <laughs> <laughs> 
with the you planting the trees or no i'm not planting the trees but in a way i am the last hand to touch the tree no no all right oh let's just say that there is wood involved that's good (laughs) seed plant the tree yeah that would have been a better joke um yeah so that's cool so you guys don't like that though i chase you don't like that you think it's you think it's odd taboo uh, okay i think it's odd for sure that it even exists in the first place but it definitely is a good effort like it's a good thing to raise awareness about it's true you know the uh have you guys heard of the uh, great pacific garbage patch it's yes. a yeah, it's a spot in the Pacific Ocean where a bunch of currents converge, and that's where a lot of garbage has, you know, swirled about and clumped together into... An island. Yeah, a more or less consistent patch of trash uh, that the uh, the outer limits of it make it around the size of, I believe it was Texas. Jesus. Yeah. No, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah. Dude, why don't we just move there? Free real estate. <laughs> move to the trash island. Yeah. Oh, you mean move to Texas? I'm the trash man! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Dude, I, I'd live there, I think. As long as it's clean. Why don't they just... Dude, it's trash, it, man. Yeah, there's no way you can... That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? Anyway. Jerry Seinfeld. Anyway. What they should do is, like, fold it up. And launch it to space. Have somebody else deal with it. Shoot into space. You want to shoot the garbage into space. Or on the moon or something. Build, recycle it. Or like make it into a hut. You know? So then... If you're going to recycle it on the moon, why not recycle it on Earth? I meant recycle it in one step. Not like this process where it has to be clean and all that. Because recycling in the war, on the planet Earth takes too long to justify doing it. If you just build houses, build space huts or something for whoever's going to visit the moon, nobody's there. Nobody's there. They're not going to be bothered by it. It's not an eyesore. Put it on the dark side of the moon. You know? <laughs> you put it there and you build a house for all those monsters that live there. They're going to love you. They're not going to attack the earth. Then it solves two problems. <laughs> okay. Okay. It solves two problems. <laughs> two birds situation. I have a little... Uh, one, one slight problem with this uh, concept. Um, so, the cost of recycling things on earth i am certain is lower than the cost of just shooting it shooting it into fucking space you make it a mission bring it to them whenever they're going to go to mars (laughs) just drop it off on the way you don't need to make a big deal about it It doesn't need to be done tomorrow hey when are you going to space next oh next tuesday oh you want to take this up for me (laughs) (laughs) why not why not too many too many people say no i say yes Vote Eric, 2020. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Bit of a rant. But doesn't it make sense? It's been, it's literally in water right now. It's soaking. Soaking. <laughs> they left it out to soak. It's clean. We can bring it up to space, build houses. We're in a housing crisis right now. Affordable housing right there. College students. On the moon. Yep. It'll be Space University. The only thing they teach is how to survive. That's all you need to know. 
<laughs> Except for how to eat. That's part of survival, bro. They'll teach you. Yeah? Okay, so I... You guys uh, want to talk or you just want to fucking... <laughs> I got some fact-checking for you mm-hmm. uh, about recycling and launching shit into space. Um, so, the cost of recycling... Uh, Take a bottle of Pepto. <laughs> looks like the uh, the most most costly thing to recycle. Uh, $2.07 a pound. Uh, I guess that's copper wire. Um... Whereas the cost of launching things into space is two, $20,200 per kilogram. Okay. How much do you think Texas weighs? I'm sorry? How much do you think Texas weighs? <laughs> this probably, garbage island of Texas. Probably immeasurable. So, with that fact checking, two times, let's say, a zillion. Yeah. You're going to get... Zillion times two. <laughs> so Texas is two hundred sixty-eight thousand five hundred ninety-seven miles squared. So that's that's the area of Texas. Okay. And if you want to say that each square foot is, say half a pound, it's still half a pound of garbage. Sure. In a, in give a, it a pound. In a square foot. Give it a pound. Okay, a pound. So we're launching two hundred sixty-eight thousand five hundred ninety-eight pounds of garbage into space. And how much is that? That's about. Five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars. So per kilogram, it could equal out two times. <laughs> you said two times pound uh, per pound. That's what you said. No, to recycle things. Yeah. On Earth. Yeah, that's two dollars per pound. Sure. So two dollars per pound times two hundred and some miles that you just said. Two hundred and some thousand miles that you said of Texas. Times that by two because that would be each pound would be two dollars if we converted it to garbage. On average. And it would be close to five hundred to six hundred thousand. So, per kilogram, it could be a wash depending on who's going. Plus, I said take it up the next time they go. Don't make a special trip of it. Bam! Booyah! Done! Done! I win. I don't think you considered at all that it costs twenty thousand dollars to launch a kilogram of thing, stuff into space. How much is a kilogram? Um, let's see here. What if you just do a bucket of garbage? Fucking so, a kilogram is roughly half a pound. Hmm. Twenty thousand. Okay, so what? Forty thousand dollars for a pound? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to two dollars a pound on Earth to cycle. Yeah, but it's also getting rid of it forever. We could have a better environment as well. And also, they could take it up with them, replace an astronaut. That's what. 73 pounds or something like that. 73 pounds? How many kilograms? I don't fucking <laughs> know the numbers. Get my point. Take two astronauts out. You got a fucking full load right Isn't there. the point of recycling to make things better and usable for us? Make things usable again, and you can make a hut out of recyclable material that we can't recycle because there's too much of it. But we can sure as hell send it into space. Yeah. I think we could. <laughs> Look at, for one thing, that's an actual thought. I'm not going to lie to you. And SpaceX, reusable rockets. It's going to be cheaper. It's become, become, become more economical. Yeah, that's a fair point. So I'm not saying tomorrow, but something. 
let's do something different. Obviously, shit's not working. We have too many people to justify recycling, especially if we have to uh, export it to some other country. Yes. So. <laughs> Call me crazy. Max, any thoughts? Anything to add? Not quite following you, Eric. Not at all. Okay. That's fine. I just think it's cheaper here. But there's so much of it, because if it were cheaper here and we could just do it here, it would have been done already. I mean, kind of a fair point, but still. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, which, which do you think is going to be more difficult? Uh, transporting a, a, a patch of garbage the size of Texas. Not all of it at one time. That's over time. Over time. Okay. Into, <laughs> into space, onto the moon, you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, or bringing it to, say, a coastal recycling center. Like I just said, if it would be done, it would have been done already. The it's point not as easy as just bringing. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm bringing this. I'm towing this thing from the middle of the fucking ocean to your guys' plant. You want it? Yeah, that'll be seven billion dollars because we got a lot of machinery to run to clean it, prepare it, and get it recycled. Then you're like, oh shit, nah, I'm just gonna send it to the moon. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is still so much more cost associated with launching it to but it would it would solve the immediate problem of a trash island in the middle of the fucking earth okay you were saying it wouldn't be all at once so it's not immediate also you could not transport it all it's at once. an immediate solution because we still that would still become an issue because there'd still be garbages and unrecycled materials floating there if we get rid of that section piece by piece whatever you want to do and if it's just gone people are still going to be throwing shit in the ocean regardless so get rid of it, kind of like fresh slate, and then get rolling. Have or or become more efficient with recycling. <laughs> also, do you think it's going to take less time to make the garbage go through a recycling plant, or to get all of the uh, qualifications and approvals to launch it into space? No, because that's just oversimplifying the whole problem. Because you're just saying, let's just haul it across the fucking world uh, by train, by truck, by plane, whatever. Bring it to this recycling plant. Because they're not too common, in case you're not unaware. Um, you bring them to, let's say, China, I think, as one of the largest ones. That's what America ships theirs to. Um, you recycle it there. And it's the size of Texas, still growing. Yeah, that becomes more of a hassle. Because it's got to go through fucking everything. Same, different qualifications, but land, sea, and air. So, uh, your point being, w w one of your points being that there are few recycling centers, uh, counterpoint, there are a few rockets available. Yeah. That's not true. Because you got NASA, you got India Space Station, you got SpaceX, you have, um, I'll, it could be almost comparable to how many recycling centers there are that would take that large of a shipment. So, uh, North Korea, you got Iraq has a certain space thing. Europe, Russia, I, Russia is comparable to the U.S. as NASA. I, but Iraq though, 
Yeah, well, they're starting up. Regardless, if, if let's say, let's bring all the political barriers down and all that, work for the common good of the planet, you could probably get it done if everybody was thinking the same way. Could that not also be said about uh, even building recycling centers and yeah. taking the trash to it? Do you also think that like this is like a thing I think about more than just right now? <laughs> Do you think this is a thought-out plan? Hey, you man. know, I'm starting to get, get to get convinced that it might be, considering just how many you know facets of it you are presenting. Like you are standing tall and firm in your argument, which I can respect. Mm -hmm. But by God, Eric, we're not going to launch the Pacific garbage garbage patch into fucking space. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I guess. They got me. (laughs) Okay. So we're on the topic of garbage. Um, I know there's been... This podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I know there's been some things recently uh, in the news about... Uh, let's say specifically plastic straws, you know, companies, uh, restaurants and, uh, cafes are agreeing to stop using plastic straws for, uh, their beverages. And some people are happy. Some people are upset. Uh, what are you guys? I, I think, well, first of all, I have to disclaimer. I don't know enough about this topic. I'm very uneducated on the subject. I'm not ready for this conversation, but with that being said, I would prefer non-plastic straws just because plastic just like our last issue is a big problem no matter the size and that's it that's all i'm gonna say about it and max um i don't know what to think it's i don't know plastic straws i've had forever new paper straw i mean i'm open to the idea but Um, it, so like if, if, if plastic straws were flat out replaced with, you know, like paper straws, the ones that are like tough paper, cardboard type deal. It's tough paper. I think it, well, it's dissolvable. Yeah. So that's better. There are also, uh, uh, concepts that, uh, you know, instead of having a straw at all, we have a, a lid that is essentially a sippy cup. Mm-hmm. I, uh. I got a metal straw from campus the other day. Dude, that's really dangerous, though. Didn't you? Haven't you heard about people like tripping over and like? Yeah, but that can be said about anything. Car crashes. Don't drive a car. I heard this one guy got in a car accident. Right. It's kind of like an operation thing. Be responsible with it. Like when you have a kid. I'd much rather get stabbed by a plastic straw. Of course you would if you could pick. Although, how many times are how how often are you stabbed by plastic straws? Like, how often is it that you are drinking something uh, through a straw, uh, say, while walking, and you trip over something, and you still end up having a straw in your mouth? And you're like, wow, if this was metal, it would kill me. It never happens. I mean, it has happened. It, it doesn't happen enough to justify saying this is becoming an issue. Well, I didn't say it's it was becoming modern. an issue. I didn't say it was becoming an issue. I just said I wouldn't do it because I'm afraid of shit like that. Okay. I'm just afraid that if anything could go wrong, it will go wrong. So, you know, when I think of a metal straw, I think, what if this goes through my hand? Do you ride roller coasters? What? Do you ride roller coasters? Yeah. Okay. So anything that that can go wrong will go wrong. 
you don't think about that way when you go on a roller coaster. That's set up. Yeah, like I kind of do. Sometimes I feel like. But you still go on. Flying. Yeah, I know. But, you know, sometimes I feel like, ooh, this is going to be the time it derails. And that's what freaks me out at first. But then when, you know, it all works out, I'm like, that was pretty cool. So then use a metal straw. It'll probably all work out. Damn fine point. <laughs> See, Still not going to use a metal straw, though. Um, I That's have fine. to agree with Max, honestly. Uh, not on the point that I think a metal straw is dangerous, but I think any sort of reusable straw is going to get very dirty very quickly. And I do know that they come with uh, little cleaner brushes, but I don't trust myself, and I don't trust people, anybody else who would do my dishes to get a straw on clean on the inside, clean enough for me to drink through and be comfortable with it. Okay. If there was a big enough, you know, evidence to support, you know, that everybody feels that way or that's an actual big issue that needs to be solved before people can use it every day, then what if they developed a cleaner for the straw specifically designed or detachable straw that you can clean more easily? Would that solve that? Uh, if there was a method to get it, you know, surefire clean, then mm -hmm. yeah, sure. It'd be like essentially like using a spoon, a straw, a cup that you wash in a dishwasher. And you still do that. So what about that then? Yeah. So if that was something that was developed, you would use a uh, reusable straw? Uh, I might, if I would have a reason to. Otherwise, I would... You guys don't have reusable straws? No. What? Like you have never taken a straw from like... Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like like those like plastic, plastic ones. Plastic one, yeah. yeah. You've never done that? No, I've done that. Okay, well then, you do have reusable straws. Yeah, but the point is cleaning them. Because especially the plastic. I We clean them. But after a while. See, that's what Chase is concerned about. I'm not, because I, I, I don't care that much. But Chase is like, you know, it brings up a good point where bacteria can grow and get you sick overall and kill you potentially has not happened to me yet how often i've never seen you use a straw since you've been living here well you know that's it's not with me it's when i was with my parents that's a fair point you know the max brings up that it hasn't happened yet uh that's the same thing we were saying about uh, a metal straw potentially not being safe you know i don't see a ton of people tripping over with their straws and i don't see a lot of people so then uh, your whole point. bacteria thing is just shot to shit because you don't even need it. Then. I, I'm saying that there are a, a couple different good viewpoints on this. Okay. But I still think I don't want to use a reusable straw. No, right. I, I think I would prefer uh, either just an open cup or uh, if I needed something closed. like When I go to restaurants and they have just the glasses and they pour the soda, I don't use a straw. I think they put too much ice in people with sensitive teeth tend to do just because there's a ton of ice in those kind of cups. No, that's true. So they're, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link again. You always have to protect the minority over the majority. The weakest link is the teeth. Yeah. So that's why everybody gets straws again. Mm -hmm. I would drink out of a sippy cup though. Or sippy cup style cup. Honestly... Hmm. Restaurant rules. Whatever they do, I'm doing because I'm not going to be a whiny person. And also, if they're doing it to the extent that it's responsible, then yeah, go for it. Like I know people use uh, disposable plastic straws, cut them so they can be opened up, and that's more for the turtles, I think, opposed to recycling. 
you know, that whole story with turtles choking on straws. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of our friends, Jackie, is very much into turtles and saving them, so. I mean, turtles are uh, very high-quality animals, and I understand the passion for uh, wanting to keep turtles safe. Although, have you guys seen the memes going around of, uh, like, YouTube videos or whatever, uh, titled, like, I eat a straw to prove that turtles are bitches? No. <laughs> no. Or, like, I eat a straw so that turtles don't have to? No, not really. <laughs> I don't know. What videos you're watching there, bud? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's just screenshots of the video thumbnails straight around. I, I think it's funny how... You know, people will respond to things that are semi-serious issues, like uh, oh, yeah. just trash and pollution, uh, just making memes and videos about it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, honestly, I think we've covered this in a time before, too, but memes, I've, I've gotten a lot of information from memes, like shit that's going on in the world. I'm like, oh, that's the thing people are talking about now. I think that's interesting. And like I said, too, uh, before my professor made an assignment where we write, uh, a pa instead of writing a 10-page paper, we make a meme about a political issue. So is that the straight-off? Was it one meme for a 10-page paper? Yeah, it was basically like, explain your thoughts and emotions through this one picture with a caption. Hmm. And it worked. Because I was like, damn, there's a lot of good stuff out there. That was very interesting. Yeah. And he's like 73 years old. And for him to be able to be that open-minded about certain things, that was impressive. I, I really enjoyed that class. Yeah, that's a very in-touch thing for yeah. you know an old professor to be doing. Maybe he was trying to be cool. Yeah, and I would say that he succeeded. Yeah, it worked. He got my fucking attention, I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's uh write ten pages of bullshit or just a quick thing that gets exactly what you want set across. Or just make a one quick visual bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that uh that speaks a lot for like how like we do a lot of communicating through memes. Just how uh a lot of like current events and common sentiments are conveyed through memes, uh, very serious things uh, being portrayed through comedy, uh, that sort of lens. Well, yeah, comedy and tragedy have always been hand in hand, so people use one thing to explain the other. Like every Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Adam Sandler movies, uh, yeah, I agree, you know, because on a, on a surface level, they are comedies, and they sometimes have tragedy, but on a deeper sort of meta level, uh, they are intended to be comedies, but are all, in fact, tragedies right. in that they exist. <laughs> Oof. Got him. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a common thing to rip on, but the movie Jack and Jill was oh, not a good movie. Poor Al Pacino. Dude, I never, <laughs> I've never watched that movie. I was like, gross, there's two Adam Sandlers. That's good. Dude, Eddie That's Murphy good thing, did that yeah. his entire career. Why is it different when Adam Sandler does it? Those movies have been done before. I think because he sucks. Yeah, I think especially for the time it came out. 
Like what what year did Jack and Jill come out? Jeez, 2011? Two thousand eleven? Maybe. Thirteen. Maybe. I was just guessing. God, you guys bite my freaking nuts off. Yeah. November eleventh, two thousand eleven. Oh my god! It's like I fucking know this shit. Three elevens right there. It, that's so strange to me that a movie like that was released so recently. And I say recently loosely because that was eight years ago. Yeah. But that was leaning so heavily into like early two thousands, late nineties uh, comedy movie style, where it's just all weird gags and gross outs and yeah, like everything Eddie Murphy did. In the big late goofy 80s, characters. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy things. Uh, you know, like Medea. Like that sort of thing. Like uh, Austin Powers, the whole, the the character Fat Bastard, <laughs> like just having a big, a character in a big weird fat suit. It's, it's so strange and so. I don't even know. Okay, so in in some situations it's funny, and I think that was you know back when the trope was more popular. Like I was saying, the early two thousands and late nineties. But uh, now, recently, we have, we, we, we'll see these things. We see Jack and Dr- Jill uh, in 2011 onwards, and we have the lens looking back at the uh, early 2000s, late 90s comedy, uh, you know, already knowing that that's something that has passed us, and we are ahead of that sort of comedy. And I think that's why Jack and Jill flopped so bad as it did. I just don't think Adam Sandler is funny at all. <laughs> like, his whole shtick sh- is sounding really dumb. Like, and getting really <laughs> mad. Like, I don't think it's funny. Like, it's gotten to the level where it's it's just ridiculous. Like, no good acting at all. Jokes aren't really funny because all he does is scream at people. Yeah. That's that's true. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good way to kind of break down... The Adam Sandler version of comedy, you know, uh, I think, I think uh, Adam Sandler is in that in, in that way, um, sort of out of touch with how comedy has progressed, and he's still trying to ride on that sort of thing that he was doing in the '90s and 2000s uh, when he had his you know good movies, uh, Billy, Madison. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Deeds. Those sort of movies. Mr. D's even tapered off. Like that's what that was the peak. Everything else after that was downhill. You, you think that was jumping really? the shark? You like Billy Madison? Well, when I was in sixth grade, yeah, dude, that was my shit. Whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. You know all that shit. <laughs> no, dude, I hated that shit. Oh. Although I will say, uh, a, a newer movie of Adam Sandler's. I also newer is loose. Uh, Fifty First Dates. I think that was a good movie. Yeah, that was that was pretty good, but that wasn't really necessarily a comedy, though. Oh, I guess uh, that that's much less recent than uh, Jack and Jill. Two thousand six. Two thousand four. Yeah, that's that's about what, almost twenty years ago. <laughs> that that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. That was fifteen years ago. Time flies, man. Yeah. Time flies when you're Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh, except uh, time just hasn't even passed for all, passed it all for the man. Did have, did you see his uh, special on Netflix where it was like him and uh, was it Jennifer Aniston oh, yeah. or something where they're like trying to solve a mystery yeah, on a boat? Mystery. Yeah, absolute absolute trash. <laughs> like my mom sat down and she's like, 
let's watch a movie. And I'm like, okay, what movie? And she's like, well, I thought I'd look for something on Netflix. And I'm like, I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, no, I don't want to watch a movie off Netflix. And she goes, ooh, an Adam Sandler movie. Rolled my eyes again. I was like, fuck, an Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. This day's getting worse. And, like, and she plays it. I figure out Jennifer Aniston's in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, no, please. Please, God. Yeah. And it turned out Adam Sandler was a failed cop. And I was like, fuck. And it turned into this stupid comedy about them going to a rich guy's boat. Like, just randomly. They just randomly got invited onto a rich guy's boat. And then it turned into a murder mystery. Hmm. It's it's It was so dumb. That also sounds very 2000s-y. Yeah, and that's why it was kind of bad. It's like... Yeah. Oh, you know, it's it was awful. Time, time certainly flies. Time uh, keeps on moving forward, uh, but Adam Sandler just doesn't seem to notice. No. Well, good for him, you know. <laughs> he's still gonna be making those jokes and doing them characters by the time he's ninety. He's like, fuck, fuck it. I got fifty more years. I hope my kids watch Adam Sandler movie. Really. Right. They're gonna grow up with that violence. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. I think that's a form of abuse. Well, as long as not for me. Um. Well. So yeah, time certainly has passed us by. It's about time for us to wrap up here. Any any last comments? Any last thoughts on anything we talked about today? Not really. I think Moxie should be make a comeback here. So our takeaways are: drink Moxie. Don't, don't litter. Don't throw your trash in the ocean. And uh, porn is doing some good things for the environment. As always. Alrighty. Well, this has been episode two of Against the Grain. Thank you. Thank you.